everyone, Susan Winter here. So happy to have you stop by my channel. I'm loving the fact that I'm reading your questions. Subscribers, you guys are the best. Your comments are fantastic. And so those of you that are writing me for video requests, here's the cool thing. So unbeknownst to all of you, I've been doing a series of private speaking gigs. I can't invite the general public. And I get this question from a lady the exact topic I'm talking on and nobody knew that I was even doing it. So this one is how do we measure progress when marriage is not the goal? Okay, very interesting and I, this is a great topic. So here we go, this is from Michelle and Michelle writes, in conventional relationships, progress is measured in dating, to engagement, to marriage. But what if you're over 50 and both parties are not interested in marriage due to previous marriages, previous kids, inheritances, complicated finances, community, property, estate, etc.? How do you measure progress in a no possible marriage relationship? What are the markers in your opinion? Great, great question. You know, the more I work with people and the more I advocate finding love a la carte, which is my version of starting with the traditional menu and saying, I want this, I want this, I don't want that, and I don't want that. There are a good number of people that for many reasons, either dispositional or just been there, done that, do not want to get married. Doesn't mean they don't want a loving, committed relationship, and it doesn't mean it's anything less. It's just that They've got their money, they've got their home, and a lot of their life is the way they want it, but they want to add the beauty and quality of love of another person. So when you don't have the traditional route, how do you get there and what are the markers? Here, here's what they are. Michelle, great question. Um, marriage is a wonderful, fundamental safety net of responsibility and legality for a young family, and especially for children. It's wonderful. As you're older, and as you've gone through separation, you have an estate, you have children that are worried about their inheritance, you merge with somebody that has their kids, you merge with somebody that really got taken to the cleaners financially in a divorce settlement. Um, either way, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. The breadwinners are, you know, as unique it's not, nothing is traditional anymore. So there are a number of considerations why people would want to do this. The markers are the same. It's about how you move forward in the relationship to become known and recognized as a couple, out in public, to each other, and your position of priority in your partner's life. This begins with fundamental conversations on what you want to create and why you want to create it. It involves negotiation. It involves talking things through. Very clearly, on all of your profiles, in all of your languaging, as though you're branding yourself, I would say, I want a loving, committed relationship. I am looking for a partnership. And then start to claim how you see it. I'm not looking to be married. And I hope that's not an issue for you, but I think it eliminates a lot of financial problems for my family, for my prospective mates' families, and means in no way less am I having a compromised relationship that's of lesser value because I don't have the title wife. I don't need the title. 
I'm looking for true love inside a vehicle of a committed partnership. So, great speaking points, right? You get to explore the possibility with a future mate, and you begin to test the waters of how far they let you into their life and how far you want to let them into your life. It's a matter of priority. It's a matter of first you hammer out that you are in partnership together and you set the ground rules for that engagement. What does that look like? What does that involve? How do you see yourself participating in their life? What are your roles and expectations for each other? Next, you move into how are you seen out in public as a unit? Are you, when you become an established couple, when it's, oh, uh, she's bringing Stan with her. Oh yeah, that's her guy. Oh no, no, they've, they've, they've been seeing each other for a while. Yeah, they're, no, they're a couple. Are they getting married? No, no, they, you know, they've got their own money. They've got their own things. They've made a smart move. They don't want to get kids all upset. They don't want to worry about any of that. They've each got their own. They just want to love each other. Then you'll know you're on your way. So you're looking to be a priority in your partner's life. You are looking to create greater intimacy, greater connection, greater agreements. You may choose that you want to consider living with each other. And then you begin the talks of how would that feel for you? Would we retain one home that maybe one of us lets out? Would we give it to our kids? Would we sell it? That's a big, that's a big, you know, I, I suggest holding on to your property, but, you know, do we need to live together? What if we visit? What if one weekend I come to your house, one weekend you come to mine? Well, if we really think we want to do this, and we do think that we'd like to kind of downgrade to a smaller environment, I don't need a six-bedroom home, I don't have kids anymore, you hardly need it, maybe we should consider you know, starting with a rental, with an option to buy, keep our finances separate, have somebody look over our agreements, and get a contract for living together. Then we each have our responsibilities laid out, and you've each got your monies. So if you want to downsize, I didn't mean the word downgrade, but if you want to downsize, you might consider living together. And how would that feel? I would do that after you've spent some time you know, being together. That's something that comes after a year or so of talking about where you're at and feeling that this is the right partner. Some people I know, um, one partner gives up their home and the other one moves in with their mate and has a certain amount of financial responsibility. So you can craft this any way that works for you. I strongly suggest contacting your financial planner making sure that you have all your ducks in a row. You also will know that you're closer to them when you are their power of attorney, medically. If they don't have family, you know, if they don't have family nearby, some of these documents are very important for you to discuss, so do go to your resources that you trust and make sure you have yourself protected every step of the way and that you work through things together as a couple. And that's my answer for you. I think it's brilliant. I encourage all of you to reconsider how you want to love. Make sure that the love model you're choosing is one that's authentic and right for you because our stages of life change and our design for what we want to create will change accordingly. So don't be afraid to travel into new and uncharted territory if it excites you and it feels real and true and authentic for you.
If you need help, I'm here for you on your way. You can chat me up on Magnify by the Minute. That's the free app for Android and iPhone. Or you can book me directly from my website, susanwinter.net, for a day or for an hour. Thank you very much.